different, create a different outcome, create success. Because, you know, if you don't try, then you absolutely will fail. If you try and fail, but don't try again, well, you failed again. So I'm hoping there'll be a few more people that show up. I'm open to having people call in because I do want this to be a discussion and not just a, I'm just talking to people because I want to hear my own voice. So last year here on call-in, there was a lot of discussion about what's wrong with this country, what kinds of things were being done that didn't work, what kinds of things were being done that did work, and what things were not being done. Over the course of a couple of months, a core group kind of gathered together and was meeting on a pretty regular basis there were a few hiccups here and there with folks that had been primary showing up at everything. And then they had personal life issues that they could not continue to participate at the time. There were people that came and went. There were personality conflicts, which caused some people to quit and leave. So it caused some people to get mad or start excluding people that had been participating before because it was difficult and people were, like I said, personality conflicts. I know what my take is on how what happened happened because what ended up happening was the project ended up falling apart before it even really got started. There were so many ideas of what we could do together and no focus as to what are the values that we wanna see or what is the primary focus of, so what are some of the values we share and what's the primary focus of a project to do something about making sure we see more of those values or um, out, in the, out in the live world. Peter, Allison, welcome. You're more than welcome to call in because I'm not, I'm not super enamored in the, in the sound of my own voice. I'm just going to pull up the notes that I made here. So, hey, Martin, I was just kind of reviewing how we had gotten, um, how we had gotten kind of far on working on a project together for um, kind of to improve democracy and how it kind of ended up not working out, it fell apart, it changed, it morphed, and people were disincluded and included and invited and not invited. And what I'd like to do, 
hopefully, is we will get some more folks that were part of that early group last year and have a conversation because I'm getting a sense that there's, um, you, you, you can't succeed until you fail. We, this project did not go forward as it was, and I have my ideas about why that happened. Um, but I would like to hear how other, what other what other people's experience were, because as much as I hate to say it, I'm not always right. And just because I have some experience in this area doesn't mean that a different way wouldn't be successful. My, my take on what the primary problem was is we didn't have a shared focus or a shared set of values that we were going to focus on. And when things kind of go sideways on any kind of project, if you don't have something to go back to that's after the starting point, like, well, we want a better democracy. Well, that's not very specific. It's hard to tell what you're trying to get to. Um, one thing I heard recently is what we kind of need in a way is a new religion, and I'm not saying religion like worship God kind of religion, but a set of ideas that people will can rally around and feel comfortable rallying around. And then we can branch and then and then a group could branch off from there and into more detailed how do we implement these values in our culture. Because there were so many different ideas about what we could be doing, a path toward a specific project, somewhat because of um, personalities that were more dominant or assertive, and partially because we just wanted to get moving on doing something and not just talking more about doing something. And that rush to pick a project left a lot of projects on the cutting room floor and people who felt like they were on the cutting room floor when really that's, I don't think my intention, I know it wasn't my intention. And I'm not sure that the people who were still on the path that didn't quit knew what had happened, why people had quit. There was never any follow-up or feedback on some of these things, which to me I think is can be tedious in the moment, but is really necessary for long-term sustainability of any kind of group project because everybody's got their own ideas about what it is that their role is and what it is that the project is going to accomplish. I do welcome you to call in if you would like to participate in discussion, because this is part of um, one of the things that I really appreciated. Oh, Allison, are you done eating? Hello. 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 Yeah, I was mid pizza and mango, so we mm. had to finish that. No, yeah, excellent. 10 out of 10. Um, I'm very refreshed. 
um, so I was just kind of a witness to, not even a witness, like the casual bystander, like listening to what y'all were doing. And as someone who has tried online organizing in the past with people in vastly different places of the country with vastly different, you know, lived experiences, like it doesn't work. Like you actually need to kind of meet locally in person with like, and build community directly and online should be more of a space for discussion and commiseration education and like not necessarily trying to create some organizing space especially when your total you know i mean like how many people even use this app like the probability of y'all getting any like the probability of y'all getting too many loud personalities is way more likely than actually quality people who have a vision and want to organize and have the you know financial and mental capacity to do so like so i always thought what y'all were doing like while not a bad thing was not necessarily going to ever result in any tangible thing just because this is a really difficult organizing space and we're talking people from like all over the United States, okay? With vastly different, you know, generations, backgrounds, ethos of how they experienced things. Like how I experienced COVID was different than how y'all experienced. So like I have a whole different, I mean, I don't know if you get what I'm putting down here, but like without some sort of like, actual revolutionary discipline where y'all have already agreed upon like a set like communism just to put it out there okay just like okay hey we're all on this set of rules Mm -hmm. about our vision right Right. but if you're literally trying to explain apples and oranges like okay yeah stop right there because that's kind of what my my point was in different words earlier yeah there wasn't a shared something whether it's a, a dogma to use a to use a religious word or some goals. other set it's a of, shared set of goals principles not just goals or prince it's more shared values like you were saying like with mm. communism with something like that sorry no no go ahead i i would love your feedback on it because i like i said i was just uh i i never got i was never invited which good good because i don't ever invite me to anything because i will just, <laughs> i i know <laughs> i've been burned up spit out you know chewed off stage or whatever eminem says like that i've gone through this a million times because i've been trying to do organizing online only online since the beginning right because it's very difficult in my little suburb and with like just the Trying to have friends even who have, who are all interested in politics or political organizing or even talking about reality is really hard. Um, just because everyone is really struggling. And when you do have time, that's, that's why I think like online is a better space for community in sharing stories and perspectives, learning how to like, understand each other and build uh, communication ability and styles, you know, practice your elevator speeches and, you know, really like 
learn from other people's lived experience in order to like meet people organically IRL, okay, who are also different. But it's not a space where you can be like, hey, 10 internet strangers, let's try to, you know, like create a revolution. That's not going to fucking happen. Sorry. Like, I I want it to. I want it to. I wish it was that easy. But it really, it takes something a little bit different um, versus like if you wanted to organize like, but, but also, okay, but back, major question. Why do something? Why not just talk about it? Like, especially when you would actually, to do something, it would be probably in your local area, right? Like, you would do something locally that you would go IRL, you'd be, you know, and maybe you would, that that would be, so like, we have a shared values, right? And then we all go and do those in our local area, and then come back, share our experiences, lessons we learned, you know, and like, or critique or whatever, you know, to, you know, share those like hopeful or dishopeful moments, but to like, to actually create like a project and fulfill that said project, especially when everyone's burnt out, everyone's working a real job, like, um, and also it's not your responsibility, like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it, it, sometimes you do need to just like actually talk about it and and not because like talking about it is the therapy of getting to the point where you can do something. Cause so many people are so traumatized or so hung up or so like, like me, I have so many anxieties about doing stuff in real life or, you know, so these kind me- of things. So yeah, let me please so let me back. ask ask you about when you talk about trying to organize online and it's really hard because you don't have people in IRL spaces. I I somewhat agree, somewhat disagree. And without I think without having a core set of values or principles that you want to see happen in real, you know, see enacted in policies around you in real life in order in order to like work together not in real life you have to already have an idea about what it is that you're going to be yes implementing and that was a discussion that was never it the discussion was about what the project was and rather than the discussion about what are the values that we want to um highlight why was that like why like because for me usually that i don't that i don't know because i tried to have the discussion several times but everybody was rushing because they wanted to do something because they were feeling frustrated i think Mm. and i don't mean but none of them went to real life stuff did they I mean, some people did, like yeah, you would go people, and, but people most people have. who would do, they'd come on here, complain, why isn't anyone doing anything? Why isn't anyone doing anything? We need to be doing something. And it's like, okay, bro, do something. Why do I have to right. hold your hand for you to do something? You can go do something locally. Right. But here's the thing, Allison. Mm. I think, I think for, I think part of what my idea was, was supporting people in doing that. So having somehow doing an aggregation of calendars around the country in areas where people were that that have like 
the there's going to be an anti-war protest or the anti-police terror project is meeting on the first Wednesday of the month so that you had like when you got inspired as a human being in real life to go to be around other people that were doing things mm-hmm. that you would know about it because a lot of times the publicity for those things is is not great because the reality of anybody working on a project in democracy that's not anti that's that's anti-establishment is going to be low time low money resources and so in order to get um to get anything done you really have to be aware of what you're trying to do and so, so if I, I think spend, if I don't if I if it's easy for me to go and look up where certain things are happening in my community, it's easier for me to go to them. Yes. If, if in addition to that, and and I'm kind of going off the model of the emails I've gotten recently from an organization called the Anti Police Terror Project. Okay. They have sent out now. There's two different campaigns that I've gotten emails for. One of them was they were calling for volunteers to show up at a homeless encampment eviction. And it didn't say just show up or bring stuff. It said very specifically, if you're going to come wear these kind of clothes, if you're going to record, this is what we need you to witness. We want witnesses. We don't need people to come and beat up cops or whatever or get beaten up by cops. This is exactly what what we need. If you can't do these things, here's a place you can donate money. Here's here's the kinds of items they need. So it was a very specific list of things to do. The more recent one is I got an email from them because there are budget meetings going on for the two-year budget in the city of Oakland in this this week and next week mm-hmm. and in addition to a, a link to the Oakland City webpage so you could figure out when and where your budget meeting was for your district there was a, a clickable list that went to a Google Doc that was the talking points they wanted to get across at each of the budget meetings yeah so that if you went you had something already written up for yourself that and it's because their focus is anti-police terror they have very specific talking points because that's their focus right that's that's the values they want to see enacted in words and and that's the kind of thing that i think could be done online but you do you are completely right that it is very hard to do organizing online and there is no point to organizing online if you're not going to have it be something in a real space yeah and local so like the reason like i I mean so there's action network there's a lot of different like so there's two methods where emails are used for organizing right like people who actually will show up and usually they'll have their like the actual organization they'll have their like core leadership and members and like people that they've already like these are the committed people who will show up and then they have the email that they send out that like maybe some people will show up but more than likely people will just donate and like or like that's really what that email is for it's like or to maybe like Oh, okay. This seems like y'all are doing actual work. Let's keep y'all are up. Let's keep our donor base updated. And like 
and maybe one person, two people will actually show up from that email in, in real life and then maybe get connected and continue to do stuff. But like, that's still a very local thing. And I would not want that like kind of really in, not, not as intimate, but you don't post those things online necessarily because of saboteurs, right? Like if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're actually doing organizing work, you don't just like blast it on Twitter and like, you know, especially for these like really where you want it to be a controlled environment interaction between your organization or like your pro effort or anti effort for that purpose, right? You don't want just randos coming in essentially. Oh, so, sure. but you want randos donating though and randos spreading the message to, you know, potentially, you know, get more eyes on the cause and stuff. But um, that's just what I think. So like I, those kind of organizing efforts, that kind of information, I would not want that shared in mass. I would want that just for your Oakland area. Maybe you share that with your local people that you know, who may be interested in, in, in that, in that cause or supporting that group, et cetera. And then I have my, I have local people like that do organizing in my area of Texas or in different parts of Texas that I really care about. And I focus on that and like, maybe I'll go, maybe I'll just share, maybe I'll donate. Like there's different ways to participate, but always I will learn what's happening locally. And, and cause that's, that's really the point is to like, okay, this is actually what's happening. Here's this is, please get tuned in. I know, but right. So, but I, guess I, like I said, that, I don't is, think that's something you can do nationally. I think that's something you have to do in oh, the IRL small. It does, but also, Allison, mm. I think part of what I'm, what I'm, I, I agree with that partly. I think it's also partly true that it's that when there's a model that works, when there's an organization that does something that you go, oh, that's a killer idea. Because these organizations are short-staffed, short resources in all kinds of ways, they don't have time to go and see what other organizations, even in similar industries, are doing, right? So, so my thought was trying to connect the IRLs across different locations to try and share these ideas of ways to actually get stuff done because i i know specifically some some success stories where i used to live with with nonprofits dealing with issues of material interest to regular people i completely agree na a national is too big it's too big to do it that way unless you do it as like chapters where you are that are then then have kind of an umbrella that helps support all of those yeah. various chapters. E even then, similar that's, model. can be difficult. Yeah, of course. But yeah. and and without without some kind of um, leadership about what's going on, um, or radical organization or the country, then it then it then it becomes. People get confused real easy. And and in this country, we are very well trained in school to expect the parameters of the assignment to be explained. And when we have to set up the assignment ourselves, a lot of people have a hard time doing that. So 
having these structured things to do could be useful, but only if it's useful stuff, because this is not about doing busy work. And I think the reason that I eventually dropped out of the project was because it w- it kept moving toward an- yet another online publication, which to me, there's already way too much information online that's not curated in any kind of useful way. So I was feeling like, why are we adding to the content online instead of doing something more useful like curating or collating calendars or bringing forward the independent media folks that that are useful not to have the stuff on a website where somebody has to go and find us to get the links, but rather um, a supportive resource for anyone who is organizing in real life, because we do all need to educate ourselves and learn and talk. And these are important things, but, but it seems to me that if you're going to create something in the world, I don't want it to just be just is the wrong word. I don't want something that's created out of a group project to be replicating the already fire hose of information that's online Mm. without, I mean, it doesn't have a whole lot of value and, and like, like I'm going to use I'm going to use William as an example cuz he's a very he has a very strong passion for a cert, certain topics. And when you go on to a different topic, he's really not that interested in in it. But if he knows something about it or if he's passionate about it, like I was in a room with him where he was talking about East Palestine and the kinds of toxins cuz he knows a lot about that stuff and he finds it interesting. So he had read a bunch of stuff over the years and was able to kind of help us understand better what it was that he was doing or what it was that was happening over there. But that's because he has, he already is in that zone and that's why he's a good resource for it. But when you try to have a different subject, well, now he doesn't even want to have a conversation. So that's, and that's kind of what I feel like is, is, it's not useful for me to just, if I think it's, I love hosting karaoke, me putting instructions up on how to be a good karaoke host on a website, even if it has reasonable traffic is not as useful a thing as me just going and hosting karaoke and people watching me host karaoke so they can learn. Yeah. Right. And participate. Correct. And so, so that's the kind of, it's like, how do we leverage the resources we have available to us and call people in even when they're not as interested? Because we do, we, at some point we will need actual bodies on the street. And, and last night in the room I was in, um, and Bob was there, I think Phil might've been, Fahim might've been oh, there Martin's too. Oh, yeah, no, I, I was there. I was listening. Oh, I, okay. I like, cause I always think y'all's. Y'all are also just such interesting characters. So I, like, I'll just listen and I'm like, this is just, nobody's, like, most of these things would be solved by, like, being in a room together and being able to feel in-person vibes. Um, but also at the same time, like, I don't know about y'all, but, like, I'm drinking and doing drugs and shit while I'm with y'all. Like, 
I am not in my <laughs> right mind always. So, yeah, like, just saying that, like, um, we are all individuals who have gone through a lifetime of whatever it may be. Um, so you kind of have to just give, I don't know what y'all. Hello, Martin. They have to know what they're hey, interested Allison. in, right? Go ahead. <laughs> hey, Allison. Hey, Amanda. Uh, well, do you want to hear, like, I, I, <laughs> I would I'm love your good. thoughts, Martin, like, but <laughs> like, I love tea y'all. So like, but at the same time, like I am a, well, yeah, I am, I was raised by too many reality television programs at a young age. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> interpersonal drama is like, yeah, but at the same time, it's really damaging to everyone involved. Um, because it's, so, you just want to communicate, but at the same time, oh, I'm not good you can't. at them at all. I, well, I, I, I don't do well in, in social drama settings. Oh, uh, me neither. But, just as a witness, <laughs> not to receive it just as a witness, <laughs> like, I, but I, never, I, <laughs> never to receive it. I am, as well. I, I find it uncomfortable to witness even. But, well, not really. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, well, there, there were several reasons that the project fell apart. I can tell you why it fell apart for everybody else, or I can tell you why I left. I, I think I, this, is an, this is a meeting where I think it's important everybody gets to share what their own experience was because I don't want to be supposing what other people were thinking when we have oh, this is a very objective. Know. This is a very objective so, narration. Of so well, so 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 here's the best answer I can give you. I want to know your experience of it, and then I'd like to hear not not specifically how what other people were thinking, but but from all of the various conversations you've had, what you think happened. Okay. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, my experience was that I had three meetings that I showed up to that nobody else did. And that was a, a three-strike rule for me. That's a good thing. It was, was it three meetings in a row? I don't even remember. Two of them were consecutive. One of them was. Okay. But yeah, that was my reason. Uh, and for everybody else, the thing was the whole idea came about when Schnarf was annoyed that he didn't get published anywhere that he sent his stuff. And I suggested that we create a space where because I felt there was a lot of people here on Colin who had great ideas that they could publish there too. And then we could have rebuttals and then people could fi finesse their ideas. And out of those things, we could, I don't know, learn something. <laughs> and then 
other people heard about it and we wanted to have more people who would write about their ideas. So that's why we spread the idea as well. And everybody got on board or some people got on board. Some people fell off right away. Like Dickie didn't like the idea right off the back because he didn't want to have to like justify his arguments and stuff in an intellectual way going back and forth and stuff. But my idea was like, you don't necessarily have to because somebody else might read your material and they feel they can defend it by tweaking it here and there, whatever. But either way, so he fell off quite early because of that. But then other people started to also like, there came other ideas after the few first meetings we had. There was great ideas that were suggested that I also felt like these are things I definitely want to implement in our project at some point. But some of it was like, I felt we could maybe implement early on. And that was part of the thing that you were talking about, Amanda. Sort of connecting these independent activist groups that are spread across the country. They might not even know each other and stuff so they can utilize their, their numbers better. So there was all these kind of ideas that were added to, to it. And then, yeah, people felt like they had different ideas eventually, and they came to a realization step by step. And that's how we ended up falling apart. That's a, that's a, that's a very interesting take about, uh, and, and I guess I had a different um, understanding in that I didn't think the project was just going to be a website where people could put their writing up. Cause I feel like that's already in existence in places that would provide more accidental or ha happenstance kind of audience like Substack. It felt like a, we were going to create a hole where people's writings was going to go because getting traffic to a website is not a not an easy trick to do especially not for a group of volunteers whereas Substack already had an audience where you might be able to um have more people that don't know you read your stuff so i think early on i was resisting that idea and the way that you just described it if i was a person that hadn't been involved and I was involved, but if I was a person who hadn't been involved, I would be confused why there would be people that would would be on board with doing that, but then upset that, that it wasn't happening. I, I, I just kind of, I, I guess I wouldn't have been to any of the meetings well, I, if I, I knew it was going to be a website. Be objective without emotions. <laughs> I'm, just tell, I'm just telling you where i where where i am with it this is part of this this is part of what i want to have is we need to have this discussion because there are you know well that's, i felt like you nailed it on the head uh, when you said it yourself it was just that there was like different visions and that came right to a point where like you had to sort of face to it that there were some aspects to this project that wasn't as 
it's a good idea that you initially were like compromising on to get the thing going. So, what do you think? What do you think about the idea of having a shared, um, not necessarily vision, but a set of shared ethics? I don't know what word you would use. I don't think we had difficulty in ethics. It was just different visions. Like, as you said, you were more interested in all this connecting these organizations and be able to make people to attend easier by getting informed about it and all that aspect of it. But if we'd have backed up for a second and thought about what is what's what's the value of the thing that we're producing? What values do we want to put out there in the world? Maybe we would have been able to do disparate things like I think about it kind of like, you know, how the the Supremes, all of them wore different dresses, but it was like the same fabric, but they were all different designs. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, I don't know. I uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm not good at this. No, that's fine. I appreciate. Pedro, I invited you to be a speaker. Bill's got to go. Yeah, hopefully it's. I hope you're not gone too long. I'll keep the room open as as long as I as long as I can. Pedro, why don't you talk about your experience and and. Peter, Peter is, is, is asking for some additional details and I, it's kind of hard because it's been a little while, but, um, Pedro, what Martin was doing, he, he kind of explained his experience and then his theories about why it fell apart. And then I talked back at him. Sorry about that, Martin, because <laughs> your, your experience is yours, but, but why don't you tell us? Uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I just call because I'm very interested in this discussion and kind of, I'm interested in kind of uh, resurrecting the project. Uh, but the, the, to answer your question, uh, I'm not really sure why it fell apart because my, my role was basically to, basically to be like a listener and uh, do whatever people decide. Uh, when I mean people, I mean uh, you, Amanda, and, uh, and uh, uh, and uh, and martin and, uh, and all the the main leaders so i uh, i was just uh, on the listening mode and i was ready to do a- anything that you guys wanted so but i don't really know why it fell apart so but i'm interested in uh, kind of going back to it and, and regarding substack it's it's a good uh, uh, why don't we just start with doing like a, sub, a group substack uh, where people can do like a prototype and write uh, write anything they want? I think uh, the, the 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 issue was uh, I don't know what's the issue, so I, I just want to say that. So, so that's I, I really don't know, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, yeah. So, so I don't know if you were here when Martin said that he that there were three meetings that nobody showed up for. What was your experience around the meetings? Which were oh, on uh, Discord. The meetings, uh, well, some were productive, some were not that productive. So some people didn't show up, but I guess it was just a conflicting schedule. Schedules. Uh, was it 
I didn't feel like like, like there was core disagreements on anything, you know. So I really don't know what happens. So. Yep. But uh, but I'm, I'm very interested in uh, trying to find out and if possible resurrected. So it was a, gr a nice group of people, you know. So so I, I, I was disappointed, but I really don't know why. So yep. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have like no. You were you answer, were, but that I, you were at a lot of them and you were listening. That's why I was. I was thinking that maybe you had some some um, some ideas that that you know kept coming up. I mean, really, because because I would like I don't want to resurrect what we had done, but I would like to try and move forward on doing something other than just talking to each other about things we could do. Because it's real fucking easy to give advice. It's real fucking hard to implement advice and and we're at a point in our country that if we don't start implementing some of these solutions fuck even all of these solutions we're not going to get anywhere we won't be able to meet the right people to organize with here so we have to deal with the people that we have here and we have to have people who who acknowledge that like maybe this isn't i'm not interested in doing this thing and then have those people not be part of it, but show up in solidarity. This is part of the thing that really bothered me about the anti-war rally in February that people just wouldn't go to. The one that, that you were at. Weren't you at that one? Peter was at yes, that yeah. one. Yeah. Yes, I was. Yeah. You met Peter yeah. at that one, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so I'm not totally imagining that. So... So and that's that's and reporting back on how that went. I mean, all of that is is part of I know I wouldn't be going to protests and and strike actions, but for Colin and probably be, but for Rudy showing up at an at an Amy Klobuchar thing back where he lives when they were they were um, having a demonstration on hmm, I can't even remember what it was right now. I think it's some intervention in Africa because it was before Ukraine, I think, or it was early days of Ukraine. I honestly, I can't remember what it was, but it made me, made me think, well, why am I not going out and showing up? And the thing is, when you show up at events that are real, you can meet people that also have that same interest and you can get started with a group that's already in existence if you want uh, yeah, uh, so the, the two main people, I think uh, it was you, Amanda, and Andrew. So maybe you and Andrew should uh, try to reconnect and touch base to see if we can like do something. I don't know. I. Uh, what do you think? So, so let me ask this question. So, because this was kind of an idea that came up in one of the Discord meetings, like a couple of main people set up the structure or whatever and decide what it is that will be the 
I don't know that 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 will be the purpose of the project or whatever, and then invite people to it. And I I have trouble with that because I really think that something that people will get involved in has to be has to have some internal motivation and not just external. You know what I'm saying? It'd be easier, but it also would be let people would be less invested in it. Mm-hmm. What yeah. do you think of that? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. You, you know, my, my motivation is uh, is just to to do something interested with a nice group of people, and uh, I, you, Amanda, and Andrew, and Martin all qualify as nice group of people uh, with issues that I share. So, but uh, we could have a book group just as easily. A book group? What's a group a book group? A, a book group, like a like a, a book club, like um everybody reads the same book and you have discussions on it. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. I think we should try to reconnect at least the four of us and I think it's what we, we were like the, the main core and uh, try to, you know, try to reconnect. It, it only depends on us. So <laughs> Uh, maybe do like a small thing. We don't. We don't have to build a website. That's kind of ambitious. Oh, one of the reasons is because building a website from scratch is is very ambitious and time consuming. You know, it's difficult. So we we could start on Substack. You know, Substack. Write something. You know, a little thing. You know, just to to say that we exist and and go from there. You know, start. Uh, Start small, you know, and, uh, and then if it works out, uh, go from there, you know. Just, but I don't know. Uh, I don't even know how we would know that it was working out. And and also, I still am fairly firmly in the side of there's enough content already. And mm-hmm. making more content just so we can do something together seems like busy work to me. That's my personal feeling on it. I read a lot of things on Substack. I'm not likely to read something by no offense to anybody. Uh, somebody that's like even, even Andrew on his, you know, agricultural stuff. I'm much less likely to read somebody who's essentially a nobody or me on organizing or being an elected official, I'm much less likely to read mine than I am to read somebody who has some kind of, um, who's already something, somebody who's kind of recognized in the field or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I suggest we, we uh, like the four of us and anybody else that wants to join, try to, 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 to find a subject that is common and easy for for the for all, and then go from there. You know, a little subject that everybody in, interested. You know, like for example. So, what would you pick? I would pick. Uh, let me see. <laughs> you put me on the spot right now. Uh, uh, I mean, war, war and world events is kind of the the thing that kind of bothers me personally right now. So. So that's you know the geo geopolitics. But, so 
and uh, that's that's kind of the the main thing that kind of worries me right now. Like I, I worry about the, the same issues that Aaron, Matty, and Katie Alper worry about. So, so I guess any any one of these issues. But uh, we can maybe start with a less uh, uh, controversial issue. No, because war is not a fun thing to to think about or discuss. Why don't we start like a like a uh, uh, a not controversial issue like uh, you know something like uh, birds you know birds of um, <laughs> birds of North America or wildlife or plants or no I'm not kidding I'm just trying to to, to choose a subject that people don't uh, have uh, like there is like a possibility of uh, different opinions you know and uh, discussions you know discussions in a bad way you know so. You see what I mean, you know, like a like an easy subject that everybody likes, you know. You you see what I mean? I I I, I do. I I'm not sure. Like a, I'm, like I'm, a, I'm with you. I'm with you on not jumping in so that we're neck deep with the first jump. I'm I'm fully I'm fully on board with that idea. I'm not mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, I'm not sure how we get to a point where we're we're on something that that people feel is useful. Now, one of the things you said that I think part of the reason why I was continuing to have discussions about without being specific about what the project is was I was hoping out of some of those discussions some ideas would arise. Like, for example, when you were talking about geopolitics and war, like, it is true, Americans are seriously underinformed, not just by media, but also in the education system about other countries and our history and relationship as a country with other nations and, and having a space where we have a regular, for example, call-in show like Peter does where you talk geopolitics I mean if we if we set a goal of doing two or three regions a month we could actually get to know like how Rudy has set down some goals to learn all about what's happening in Senegal or Kenya or it gives us then it feels like um, if we could gr agree on some kind of um, not strict curriculum, but like a reasonable set of things that we would all like to be better informed about, then it feels like we're not just hanging out and talking. We're actually trying to figure out together. And it may be the case because of the media landscape and journalism right now that having people together to talk about a specific issue, like one specific issue, so that we can kind of roll it around and figure out what our positions are, might not be a bad thing to be doing. But that doesn't require having a website. It requires having somebody to make sure that we're not repeating and that, and that you know, different people are taking on different responsibilities in terms of, you know, what I would do 
just as spitballing. So you set up two shows a week, you assign them to whoever wants to do like, like when you're in fifth grade and you do a report on a specific state, everybody gets a country and, and, and that's their, that's the assignment. And then you come back and you do the, and, and I don't, I don't know. It's just a, like a preliminary thought, but I agree with you, Pedro. It's nice. I like talking in these rooms and I do learn lots of stuff having it be more structured might be useful for that reason. And I mean, I try to always show it changed it from Sunday mornings, which, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to argue about that, but, but I really like Peter's show about judicial white privilege, even though I violently disagree sometimes and I'm jumping up and down here with my, with my mic muted sometimes, but that's the kind of conversation that can really become helpful for all of us to tease out because there's no longer like there's no left the democrats are so inconsistent between their actions and what they say their platform is that it's crazy and the republicans have such a narrow platform that they that hardly anybody fits on that ledge so we all have to kind of be figuring out everything there's no real shorthand and there's so much extra information i don't know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. actually actually uh i remember two more issues that are very important to me like po politics i mean uh politics i mean uh, uh, we elections for president in 20 minutes before that's something we should focus like marianne williamson or robert kennedy you know, try to discuss it. And another thing is censorship. Uh, I follow Matt Taibbi, so uh, especially technology and censorship. I'm working on a project regarding that. Uh, I'm very excited with the personal project that I'm doing regarding uh, social interaction on the web. So. So it's a, it's a project sponsored by Jack Dorsey. He, he gives money. He has a, like a grant. I'm, I'm going to apply, apply for a grant. So because the bills are stacking up. <laughs> so uh, I, 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 I do the, the fun part, something that I like and the, the, the kind of the money part, something that I need. So. <laughs> So we can discuss that another time. But so two two other issues are politics and uh, technology. So. But we could write something like a little substack, you know, because th these calling shows, you know, are, are fun to have. But you know, they are we do it and they are gone forever. There is no like a like a record for the the population to you know to to see what we are doing, you know. So. So that's why I don't, I think like a permanent thing, a record, it, it, that's why the website was a nice idea, you know, because it's like a permanent record of our, of our work, you know, I, but, uh, yeah. but Substack, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to, yeah, go Bob called in, I want to give him a chance to speak. Bob, what's mm -hmm. on your mind? Well, I would just like to, uh, um, the reason why I uh, uh, what I think we should be doing is um, at least as a group uh, 
um, or at least the largest thing that we can do uh, as a group is um, skills, like uh, uh, things that we <clears throat> things that we can teach each other that have to do with um, uh, 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 alternative ways of making a way through the world, uh, because to be in in my experience, or at least the way that I see it, is that we're not really going to be getting out of the trap unless we're actually moving out of the trap. Uh, we are in an, we have an economic gun to our head, and everything that we do, every day that we eat, every thing that we go because we need something, we're actually supplying our enemies with the the, the people that are actually against us with the things that they need to keep us under their boot. And so if we can do, uh, if we can uh, start moving away from that in an economic way, I think that that's going to be probably the biggest thing that we could do to get out of here. Essentially put the corporations on boycott, all of them, as many as them, of them as we can. Um, each individual person has the ability to do uh, quite a bit, and uh, it doesn't really take all that much to do it. Um, I mean, that's just my two cents. That's what I think that we should do, because when it comes down to it, we keep talking about government, but the government really isn't the enemy, if you think about it. They're not really even in control. Um, it's Walmart. It's uh, Amazon. It's it's uh, it's that. That's the problem, more than anything else. And we keep looking at managing government like it's the issue, but it's not. And um, the the uh, uh, the uh, uh, it it's the tool, not the actual head of the snake. If that makes any sense to anybody. Here. Uh, I think uh, even though it doesn't matter whether I agree or disagree with what Bob just said, but I thought uh, Amanda wants to talk about the failures today because the failures are mothers of success. So I would love to continue on that thread because that's why I'm listening in. And I do believe calling is a great platform. And uh, I like Amanda's idea called the crowdsourcing a revolution. Uh, I think very early on, I really liked that title, and I, th I told her. And uh, now, you know, she's having some issue, not about crowdsourcing, it's about control the crowd, or how to get a crowd, right? So so I just want to jump in, in that. Allison was saying about doing things or organizing online versus IRL, and the kinds of, like, how do we leverage the resources we have access to as disparate people all over the planet to do something that's more than the sum of its parts? Because that's what a group project is. Otherwise, I'd just go off and do something by myself. Well, I listen to I mean, from time to time. To be honest, like uh, every single time that I get involved in a in a group of any political bent whatsoever, what generally happens is some little small issue, uh, some small disagreement over the contours of how we're going to do right. blank or blank or blank or blank tends to freaking uh, tends to 
to right. to to tear it apart. And that's uh, hey. that's just like that's not once or twice. It's like my whole life. That's the story. And um, you know, I, the that that's kind of why I proposed right. the economic the economic warfare because if we do it that way, it doesn't really matter what the contours of what I do. It's uh, the contours of what we do. And if we're all on board with that, with a single project, like, okay, well, it's not really actually Washington that's the issue. The problem is Walmart. The problem is, uh, is this. And if, you know, if, if, uh, if you can get people on board with something like that, then, uh, then, you know, uh, this little bit or that little bit or, uh, you know, what you decide to do versus what I decide to do doesn't really matter. Peter? Yeah, I mean, again, I, 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 uh, I, I think it's a nonsense to blame Walmart. Why not Target? <laughs> Why not uh, all the stores? Target, Walmart, Walmart is just a placeholder for Walmart. Oh, okay. Walmart, yeah. Walmart is just a placeholder for Target, Kmart, freaking da 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 da. It's just what I'm, what I'm saying instead of all of the freaking retailers. But yeah, you're right. It's all the retailers. It's all the oil. Uh, it's all the uh, oil companies. It's all the this, that, the other thing. But the point that I'm trying to make is that it's it's economic warfare. It's it, it, That's, that's kind of how we're going to have to get out of here. At least that's how I see it. Now, I could be wrong, but I don't think... Uh, uh, I don't... I, I, I just... I don't necessarily like... Uh, if we jump entirely on board with uh, this this or set or that plan, it just um, you know the contours of how we get onto this or that political plan tends to. Uh, I can tell you like the most recent story if you well, if you well, want. Actually, no. Actually, let me stop you right there, Bob. Okay, everything exists for a reason. Walmart retailer, you and me, our professions, this calling platform exist for a reason. It's sometimes called a social contract. The social contract it defines our I, relationship I, I, with each other, with I named Walmart. my son Locke, I understand. I named my yeah. son Locke after Jonathan Locke. I understand social contracts. Okay. So what I'm trying to say is that blaming Walmart is like a blaming the symptom. Okay. So that's all but however I still want to go back to because I think it's a important topic what I meant they're trying to get is a learning from our failures. That's how we can improve. Not discussing about, oh, this topic is more important. Walmart is more evil than the government. I'm, I'm not interested in that. So going back to uh, about the approach, again, uh, Amanda is the host of a crowdsource revolution. The way I look at I mean, I listen in from time to time, and uh, you probably can imagine, you know, at work and all that. And because uh, uh, I, I just have, love to have some background noise uh, when I work. The, uh, I can tell you that uh, you still also, not only you need to control the crowd, you also need to uh, uh, have a good, I'm not, I think control is a bad word. I'm just saying how you work with each other, yeah, yeah. to put it that way. Right, so I, I, you know, I, I hope I'm not like presenting myself to be a control freak. And, uh, and the second is that you actually have to manage the topics, the priority in the more specific. You know, I recently listened in, I think it's Andrew's uh, episode about some healthcare, how to get a healthcare and all that. I was like, 
I was listening. I said, it's clearly that none of the speakers on the panel knows enough about how the public health system works in this country, in this country. And uh, and uh, and uh, I heard. I think Brady tried to call in, but nobody picks up his call. You know, I, you know. Again, you know, n- not big deal. I'm not trying to call in, but I was listening. He said, "If none of you actually ever know enough, have have insignificant knowledge about the public health system in this country, that means the uh, federally qualified health centers, how the." Uh, uh, how Medicaid operates and all that, then you probably need to just shut up for one day or one night, one episode, and seek some people who actually knows about it and, and all that. So, so I think uh, managing the priority of the topics is also important. And the, and the third I want to add is, I I'm a strong believer in direct actions. I think you guys mentioned about Rudy. Uh, go talk to. Uh, Senator Gorbachev, is that what her name yeah. is? I would, I would love to have someone like a Pedro. Is Pedro still here? He lives in D.C. I would love to have Pedro carry a calling a cell phone with a calling on, do direct action, walk into those uh, congressmen, congresswomen, senators' offices to protest on something, have a live streaming, if we're truly passionate about it. That's a direct action. And as a matter of fact, we should even to have some crowd uh, funding for that kind of a direct action. So everybody can put their money where their mouth is. You know, if someone is really against sending another penny to the Ukraine war, for the Ukraine war, then, you know, have uh, find out whether Pedro is up to the task. Of, you know, I'm not, we're not asking Pedro to carry a bomb, that's for sure, right? Not a knife or gun, just a cell phone with the calling apps running, go there, Demand whoever the hawks is, stop sending a single penny. You know, so I think those can be specific, in my opinion. And I think it's at least. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably a good idea. But I think that the capital is all closed now for security and nobody can get in. So like a, like a couple of years ago, I could go have lunch at the Capitol Hill cafeteria. I actually went there once or twice, you know, to, just to see how it is to be with the, the people that are there. So, well, it was nice, you know, just go in and walk in. But they, they, I think they closed everything, you know. I, 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 I haven't been there like for three or four years, so. But it's a good idea to try to engage with politicians, for sure, yeah. But also going back to what Bob was saying, that, that you know, dealing with um, politicians hasn't worked, and so we should be going directly at corporations. I think, Peter, it was in one of your rooms that you talked about the three-way battle like when you have two enemies, like, cause I think right now we've got government and corporate and the, the people as, as the three, was that in your room or was that? Of the three kingdoms. That wasn't, yeah, that wasn't mine, but yeah. Romance of the three kingdoms. Like as a battle thing, I think. Yes, I did talk about it. Just like I talked about it, the uh, the U.S. government is formed with a 
triangulation powers. Triangulation. I mean, legis- right, triangulation. I, you know, for the for the Sunday one, I call the triangulation of white powers because uh, the founding father knows what's going to happen. I mean, again, I'm not trying to sidetrack. Okay, uh, I saw Crocodile's comment. Oh, by the way, I encourage everyone just call in. Just you know, if you disagree with me, I welcome your disagreement. All right. I mean, the uh, yesterday, Lysol. We all know Lysol here. Lysol got. I mean, blocked. We, could, we could have a touch of respect for each other when we have disagreements. Just saying, yeah, Peter. Yeah, absolutely. So Lysol yesterday got blocked by Stephen Miller. And uh, Stephen Miller's complaint is this. He said, Lysol keep posting in the chat room all kinds of shit against the, his audience, Stephen Miller's audience. Stephen Miller invited him to speak, and he would not accept. Yeah, I kind of like, I think I, I, I'm going to side with the Stephen Miller a little bit. Because, uh, you know, if you disagree, just call in and, you know, and uh, and speak your mind or, you know, and uh, I will. So follow up with crocodiles is this. If you, this is where the brainstorming can be done on calling, how to get close to those. Uh, uh, I know it's difficult. The Supreme Court is uh, surrounded by what? A razor wire now? Is that right? The Supreme Court justice said they are riding in the tanks now these days. The Congress is uh, surrounded by... Bob, uh, razor wire and all that. I know this is the indication the government is our enemy now. We the people, you know. So so we can figure out how to. I'm calling. How can we? Again, it's nonviolent, right? Civil disobedience. How do we can follow them when they come out of the office? I'm pretty sure a lot of folks knows they these uh, people's routine, uh, their lunch routine, their dinner routine. Their nightlife routine. So, so also congressional members back at home, and they 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 are in their home office, you know, in their district, and that's when I think people can. But can we go back to the the triangulation thing? Because I think I don't still fully understand the concept when you're faced with two different enemies, what you should be doing. Because I think that's kind of where we are right now as as citizens and residents of this country the corporations are controlling the politicians but we have a two-front battle don't we at least two uh it's it's we we should have a separate room maybe bob can host that room i'll be happy to debate with bob by the way again you know uh but this is a good question amanda i actually don't have a a good uh, thought on that. Okay, that's fair. But I'll be happy to think about it. I put you on the spot, but it is something that I've been thinking about. Let's kind of talk about, in general, the the idea of triangulation and if you have to face two enemies at the same time. Just generally, can you talk about that? That I propose, again, I... I started with uh, talking about triangulation of white powers in a Sunday series. That's the founding father's idea, not my idea, right? So I find out to be fascinating that in Chinese history, there is also this, you know, romance of the three kingdom shows this triangulation of polit- geopolitics. And, uh, and, uh, not, uh, and, uh, so, one reason I cannot have a, I don't have a good thought about what Bob is, has proposed is just truly I 
need to learn more about the dynamics between the businesses, government, yeah, and the general public. Right? I need to learn yeah. more because I don't think I'm 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 educated enough to to to. to, to yeah. In this, if it's the triangulation the founding fathers were looking at, I just, I kind of, um, so I, the idea came to me that it's corporations versus the government versus people from a Matt Taibbi, Walter Kern newsletter that talking about that particular threesome, as it were. But it's like an unformed thought still in my head. In my estimation, we should be doing everything we can that's something that we can do something about. But most of us don't have the money or power to do anything about it. The idea of doing boycotts of companies might might help. There are obstacles to any IRL project that we want to get underway with. My My thought of what we could focus have as a focus would be money out of politics and it could spin off so many different kinds of projects reducing lobbying the revolving door campaign finance um, dark money there's like all kinds of different things that could be addressed at different levels state local and federal that that Although federal, the only thing federal that we have in common is the president. And the, I guess the Supreme Court, too, is, serves the entire country. But Congress only answers to the state they represent. So I can't put pressure on AOC because I'm not one of her voters. I don't live in New York and I don't vote for her. But I do vote for Barbara Lee. I, I did have an opportunity, I did not do it, to vote for Diane Feinstein last time. There, There's only so much we can do. And if, if anybody happened to listen to the unlocked um, debrief that dropped on Thursday, that was the interview with Ralph Nader, he kind of goes through a very specific way that you could put more pressure on your congressperson just by getting 20 people together to start. So so I, I'm all for the distributedness of it. And having been at the launch of Workers Strike Back, which is a project of Shama Swant and Socialist Alternative, and then I went and saw Shama a little while ago. I did some tabling with Workers Strike Back. And I'm seeing how they're building that up from basically nothing since last year. And it, it, it's a slog. It takes work and people who, who are dedicated to doing it and who will help by serving volunteer hours and giving money. But if you can't, if you can't, if you don't have like an overarching like set of guidelines, they're, they have an overarching set of demands. It becomes kind of a, 
a thing where you're just got individual pods of people organizing who don't, who aren't like organizing above that level, which is doesn't do anything good for trying to change the policy federally. Yeah, you, you need to have you need to be a corporation with tons and tons of money to do that, apparently, which that's kind of fucked. I mean, I used to think that maybe it would be great if we all chipped in and so we could get ourselves a lobbyist. But there's so many fucking lobbyists. Uh, ours would be lost in a sea of people. I don't know. I don't know. I think when somebody has an idea for a problem, really hard unless you agree. Like, I'm down for I'm down for the consumer union and solidarity with it. I'm not interested in helping get it get it. Like, I'm not interested in being one of the ones with my feet underneath trying to push things forward. That's not my passion, but I'm on board. As soon as you guys are ready to sign people up, I'm down to boycott companies. Tell me who to boycott. I'm down to do it. And I think there's a lot of projects that are kind of people will have that attitude. Like, I'm, I'm not, I don't really want to organize the thing, but I'm down to do it. Tell me when you're done organizing and I'll be there. And I, maybe that's a, just a just a thing that is me. I'm curious what other people think of that thought process. Yeah, I'm I'm on board. And I think Bob had similar idea. So that's that's all I think. I just heard so that so I was uh, last night. Uh, uh, well, I was looking for direct action opportunity in regard to the arrest and the indictment of this uh, African Socialist Party's chairman. Uh, he made a, a passionate plea for help on YouTube. It's called the Activist News Network. And uh, Professor Gerald Horn also made a passionate plea for help. Uh, I actually called in Stephen Miller's show. This is where, you know, why so-called little... First of all, Robert... Uh, 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 RFK, this guy who is running for president, he said, America needs a peaceful revolution. I totally agree. Last July 4th, I have, in my episode on Sunday, I said, this country needs a second revolution. Uh, this Yashila's case, you know, I told Stephen, uh, I asked Stephen Miller. He's, you know, considered libertarian, right? So I said, you know, have you heard about it? He said, no, he had not. I said, Tucker Carlson had talked about it. You know, talking about First Amendment, Yashi Taylor's case probably is the best First Amendment case that can unite both the left and the right. But I'll tell you, he's not getting a lot of attention. I was looking up at the uh, demonstration spot. He had one in South Africa uh, coming up, I think, uh, this coming weekend. Uh, one in South Africa, one in London, uh, one in USA, which is in Tacoma, Washington. Uh, 
recently, uh, uh, Justice, Justice Gorsuch has wrote a dissenting opinion. It's not directly related to the case, but he's just saying our rights, our liberty has been intruded upon since the COVID outbreak. That is a universal, it's a universal observation of our rights actually has been totally downgraded to unrecognizable. And so you would think the so-called left, even the left extremists will unite and to organize direct action saying, you cannot assign guilt by association. You know, I, would, I thought those Russia gate complainers with Donald Trump would unite saying, you know, you cannot just say we are Russian assets by saying we talk to Russians or you using a Russian salad, uh, uh, Russian dressing on our salad. These are the fundamental questions that totally calls for a revolution. But uh, but you don't hear because we are very tribalized. You know, going back to the topics that you know, yeah, crowd source a revolution. The crowd is uh, extremely tribalized. You kind of want to uh, deal with that, you know, have an effective strategy. Good night. Good night. Uh, to deal with that, to, to, to how, how, you know, how, how to address that, you know. So, you know, I know some of the calling personalities just extremely uh, proud to say they are tribalists. Welcome, Crocodile Tears. What's on your mind? Hello, actually, let me up this window so you guys don't hear car sounds. <clears throat> um, it kind of does, it has less to do with what Peter was talking about, so I wasn't going to say it anymore. Um, it was more so to the point that you were making about, um, uh, not canceling, but just, uh, not participating in the businesses that, uh, like boycotting the businesses. Uh, I feel like it will be really hard at this point. I'll be honest. Like, it depends. You would have to make a plan and figure out who you were going to go after. Because although monopolization was supposed to have been outlawed and it's not supposed to be allowed, that didn't really stop anything. There are so many companies that have their hands in so many pots. Like, it would be very hard to affect them with any kind of boycott. Um, and that was my main thought when we were, when you were talking about that, um, like Walmart, <laughs> Walmart, uh, PN, not JP Morgan. Um, what's the baby one that, uh, that Johnson and Johnson, uh, for even Frito-Lay, uh, Nestle, those would be so hard to boycott. They own so much, uh, there first need to be so much research. And then a lot of people don't want to give up like the simplicity of things. People don't want to give up the ease of going to the store and getting things. They'd have to find out how to like, farm for themselves, create like community gardens, etc. I I think it would be hard to convince enough people to who would make a difference to like do those things. Yep. None of it's going to... I guess I'm kind of trying to ahead of a point where we will have to because we have no choice. I don't know how many people have lived through like a, 
a hurricane or an earthquake or some kind of natural disaster where your power was off and it took a while to get it back on and you didn't have phone service for a while or shit, even just when your internet goes down for the day, there's like, you have to come up with new ways of doing things and trying to get things done. And I think if we are prepared, I agree. It is really hard to boycott all those things. And simplicity is one of our greatest traits and greatest downfalls that we just want it to be simple and easy. The other thing is we don't have a lot of extra time. It takes time to actually cook things from scratch. If you can go and grab something and stick it in the microwave, then you it's less time taken to do that. But really the things we should be doing for each other is taking care of each other and feeding each other and ourselves and I don't know, what is the point of living? We don't seem to have any kind of thing beyond trying to survive at this point, some of us. And that's no way to really get anything done. And continuing to divide and demonize people that are not part of the ruling elite just doesn't, it won't end well, I don't think if we keep dividing ourselves in tribalism. But that's all, all to say that I kind of agree I'd like to have something going. I think there's ways to do it. And maybe maybe part of what needs to happen is... So what do you think about this? And I really want to know. Everybody should call in because I really want to know what you think. What if I was to set up some kind of like, I don't know, sign up sheet or whatever. And we put together a calendar of call in rooms that were specifically for. Let's just pick something. I'm going to pick geopolitics because I do think that that's something that it, this country tends to be undereducated about. Even the people on call-in are not as well-informed as probably they would like, I'm guessing. So if I put out a call for people to sign up for, like, say, a country or a region to talk about it, maybe we get a second, maybe you, I don't know, I don't know how it would be set up, but let's just imagine that I've got a program set up, there's a structure, people can sign up for the ones they want. And then anybody who wants to go to the call in and learn can learn. There's like a standard set of, but then we've got some kind of structure. What do you think of that? Me, I think it's a great idea. And um, I have a particular country in mind that I want to talk about. <laughs> is that stepping on Can Peter's toes? That's the other question. I don't want to step on Peter's toes in his geopolitics worm either. You know. Oh, that my my Wednesday was entirely open. I I have told uh, Rudy. I have told uh, Stupi. I have told uh, Soleil that you know just bring whatever you have. It's not my show. They are already the co-hosts. I mean, you know, I think I'll talk uh, uh, in a future episode, 
uh, for the geopolitics, I've said I'm just going to beat the crap out of this UN United Nations Charter. Just say this is what you said in your charter, and this is what happened afterwards. Just all by itself, I think it's a, you know can, can run a few episodes. So you guys want to bring in what you have by all means. I will I will be delighted. I'll pay you to do that. Let me put it that way. I'll pay you to do that. Not, not to sidetrack. Uh, just, you know, on my Sunday series, you know, who said, I mean, there's a lot of nasty persons. I'm not going to name names. I'm calling. But I'll tell you, I want to bring you guys some good feeling. Because I actually met a great person. She's a writer. She grew up with the six lawyers in her family. She told me, said, Peter, you should convert this to a documentary. I told her that's a great idea. So I talked to my lawyer friend. So as of like a week ago, my lawyer friend agreed to take the lead to make this document. And we have decided on the pilot episode. And this calling member, who is a Hollywood writer, is going to write it. And we'll pay her for doing that. And that, to me, is a project because I wanted to see that project. Uh, fail or not to fail. I want to do it. And so there's a good things happening. I'm just talking about that. And uh, for the geopolitical stuff, by all means, Amanda, all of you are welcome. 100%. Anyone else like to contribute to that thought process? <laughs> Well, I will add Amanda, you as a co-host today, okay? So, whether you show up or not, it's your choice, but I will add you as a co-host. Well, and I, th I do think that it's important that um, we recognize that not every project is for everybody, because it can't be. It just can't be. And we're never going to convince everybody to be on the same page, because 350 million people is way too many people to try and get them all on one page for heaven's sake, you know, but enough of us together enough. I mean, I don't like going out and recruiting people, but I will. And I love, can you tell me the, the, that Martin, that, that tradition you were talking about where do you have like the block parties? One. So I yeah. lost the spelling. Uh, do not. Do not. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's the old tradition where the whole neighborhood village gets together and cleans up after winter. And everybody just chips in and we all make waffles. And we all have waffles together after a good day of work. See, I love that. We could do, so Colin could provide maybe an accountability partner type of deal where if I'm going to an anti-war rally and I know people are expecting me to report back, I'm more likely to go to anti-war rally, <laughs> right? So we kind of, you know, are keeping each other motivated to be doing things. And 
maybe what we do is we see if we, we encourage people to do a neighborhood out block party, go knock on your neighbor's door and before 4th of July, try see if you can round up enough people to have a barbecue, even if it's just two of your neighbors. Because, you know, those are the people that you're really going to need when the power is out and there's no water <laughs> and there's no internet. It's going to be the people near you. Because at some point, you know, we're not going to become the walking dead, but I can't imagine that there isn't going to be some cat. Frankly, I think COVID should have been the catastrophic thing that caused us to shift everything around, but it wasn't. shit even the threat of nuclear war and people are like it's too hard to do things clearly we're not uncomfortable enough yet because there's countries all over the world including like argentina and i just saw another one in um in this in in the east that's like like people are seriously rioting in huge crowds what are we doing here building cop city so we can control crowds. That's not good. That's very bad. But I don't know what to do either. <laughs> there was an article today on Zero Edge uh, about that. People are rallying all over the world. In, Fran in France, it's crazy. In Paris, right. I don't know if you... Yeah, right. Like, Paris, yeah. it, it, like, Pedro, come on. You've got an answer for this. Why aren't we out in the streets? <laughs> uh, my, my impression is that the, the relatively, relatively... Oh, my God. Relatively speaking, the, the United States is somehow a richer country still than the others even there are lots of people in poverty and but relatively speaking are they are richer and although i guess it's the nature of the country it's so big you know and dispersed is not you know people are all spread uh yeah, i don't know maybe that just that also a kind of a personality thing you know the, it's a tradition the french they like to protest for everything basically so you know so i don't know so just my two cents no thank you i i appreciate those two cents peter and then you guys have all lived in separate other countries other than here right no i mean actually i learned this from when after i lived here uh in the u.s uh the reason there's not a lot of protests in usa since the after the vietnam war it's really because there's nobody dying. No American are dying. And the politicians, they all know very well, including Joe Biden. That's why I'm pretty sure the U.S. is committed not to send any boots on the ground in the Ukraine because they know that people will be on the street protesting. So they, they're doing this very cleverly uh, and, uh, and all that. Uh, I agree with the Pedro. Yeah, French is totally... A revolutionary nation because, uh, uh, you know, our uh, the special relationship between the F uh, France and the USA is because, uh, you know, we know we not only get the military and financial help from 
France back then. Also, you know, a lot of ideals are, are French ideas. A lot of those, some of those revolutionary ideas are French ideas. So, so yeah, I, 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 you know, so, but for the U.S., oh, I mean, as you know, we are all volunteer army, meaning those are poor kids, low-income kids, racial minority kids. Uh, they are the ones who are volunteer to be the soldier. And, uh, and uh, the government can take advantage of them. And... Uh, and so the rest of us, privileged ones, we just say, okay, we'll just pretend nothing bad is happening. Yeah, uh, just wanted to add, like, uh, in France, the issue is, is like social cuts, like uh, retirement age and social benefits. That's why they are shouting. But uh, I think uh, they go a bit too far, you know. They are basically building... Uh, burning down lots of buildings and stuff like that. Uh, I think that's kind of weird and too much for my for my taste but uh, the problem the i mean the macron is kind of totally uh, how do you say macron is handling very badly in my opinion i mean if if you see like millions of people in the streets burning buildings you have to to engage with them you know at least try to talk to them you know that's just insane you know so yeah that's that's just what i think yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah. How many of the problems on call in? And, and I feel like we have a fairly exhaustive understanding of what the problems are, but maybe not what the, where the point of pain is to address the problem. Because, right, if you don't analyze the power structures, correctly you'll aim at the wrong section and hit an armpit instead of a brain or whatever if we're slaying the dragon metaphoric i think i think the last thing i want to say is i i feel really i feel when I got to the point where I felt like I needed to quit because the project wasn't what I understood it to be, and that was on me, 100%, not blaming other people for that, and then didn't wasn't working on it anymore, I think I didn't realize that there were people that dropped off earlier because of that same reason, because nobody ever told me those things. And I have been striving to be inclusive of all ideas, hoping that maybe it becomes an incubator, that, that Colin could be an incubator for possible direct action IRL. Um, and maybe that's too ambitious of an, of an idea to try and do. When I was a high school teacher, one year I spent, God, I can't even, I don't even know how many hours I spent setting up a quarter, one of the quarters of, of the second semester as an independent study quarter. There were packets of assignments, people could pick their own topics. It was meant to be, give people an, a chance to 
get into their passion, what they were interested in, instead of just reading or doing the assignments, you know, based on whatever I decided. I mean, obviously, since I was the teacher, I did do all the pa packets, but, you know, I made every, every kid had multiple packets to choose from. So if every kid has 10 choices, well, I've got to create those 10 choices, even if they only do two of them. That wasn't enough structure for the students. The students freaked out because they didn't know what they were supposed to do first. They didn't have any sense of what the outcome was supposed to be besides some general kind of concept that they would be more educated. And, and without structure, there's nothing to push against. You know, they talk about in, in, in fictional stories that every hero's got to have a foil, something to push against. Because if there's nothing to push against, there's no, there's nothing interesting there. And setting a set of guidelines, even if you purposely violate one of the guidelines, if you purposely violate it knowingly and have good reasons for it, it still can be there as a guideline. It's just, it just gives you the starting point. Have you ever played a, a board game that didn't, wasn't clear where you were supposed to start your little piece of, uh, on to, on the board. Cause it's like, well, where am I supposed to get onto this thing? Right. I, I just, I want to have, I want to have on ramps for people to get involved. And I think it's way more complicated, even if I just do on ramps for Oakland, then I, both would like it to be and and that it is. I feel badly that people dropped out of the project early and didn't share why they were leaving because I feel like even if they would have left anyway, some some of the some of the particular rubbing people the wrong way that has happened over the last couple of months since the project fell apart maybe would help we we would have them be more resolved and you can't fix everything and you can't resolve everything but i just for my for my own sake i really i really hope that people will continue to try and organize themselves here they'll continue to come to crowdsourcing revolution They'll continue to participate in the important discussions that help us understand what's wrong and where the power is and how we can address it. I'm still really sorely, sorely, I'm still just really want somehow magically for things to change and get better. And I know they're not. And I think I'm just trying to keep myself afloat which is a, might be where a lot of people are. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And maybe, maybe we'll, and I'll show up at Peter's. Thank you for the invitation to host Peter. No, no, no. Well, I, I, I did try to make that. Because geopolitical uh, policy doesn't impact much. 
Uh, I want to address some questions posted on the So I think uh, when uh, Thompson asks what symptom I'm talking about, uh, the symptom in the short term is this. I believe this country is going downwards. I can care less whether it's a left or right. Care most about this downwards, meaning I observed when I first came to USA, the roads are very clean, the highways. Nowadays, the trash is just everywhere. And, uh, and you know, basically, this country is going down. That's the same. And uh, so I want to answer that. Second is that uh, I agree with uh, another person that it takes money to go to do direct action, such as protest. Most Americans don't even have four hundred dollars in their pocket. That's why I like Amanda's idea called the crowdsource revolution. Well, revolution need money too. You know, Allison will know. You know, when the Chinese Communist is doing their Decolonization shit. The Soviet provide a lot of money in gold, and uh, so crowdsourcing a revolution should include crowdfunding a direct action. And uh, you know, I'm I'm in it. You know, if just I actually personally told uh, Brady, we all know Brady. I said, if you can come up with a good jingle, or uh, anti-NATO song that we can all sing in protest. I'll pay you $1,000. I told him that. But he, unfortunately, you know, like most Americans, have extremely short attention span. And uh, he could not finish. But I will, friend, you know, I will give him another friendly reminder. I really want to see a song. So, yeah, so that's something I'm aware of. I think if you want to do it for real, uh, like, you know, uh, uh, again, I like Amanda's idea, but there's a lot of details that they have. I think in my life that I kind of was drawing from for this idea that we could organize online and do IRL direct action is in 2009, 350.org was just getting started, um, the climate change um, nonprofit, 350.org, because the goal was to keep the parts per million of carbon below 350 parts per million in the atmosphere. Well, we're way over that by now, but in 2009, 350.org set up a thing where they were recruiting people to organize a demonstration in their place, where they live. And the directive was, it's supposed to create climate change awareness and send us a picture of your event. So then they published all of these pictures and like every country except for the Bahamas had at least one of these demonstrations that 350.org put on in October that year, right before the COP conference, the conference of parties for the IPCC or whatever that is. And, and the idea was show all the pictures of all these groups of people. Some of the pictures had one person holding a sign that said, keep it below 350. Some of them had like thousands of people in the picture, but it was a single day of action across the entire planet that was documented in as photographs. And that was like 
early days of cell phones that had cameras. So I think part of what my interior monologue about this has been is like you could organize something online. It was just a simple map. You plugged in your address, how people could get in touch with you. The UNAC had something similar where they were listing all of the different anti-war events that happened um, in October of 2022. Um, and anybody who wanted to do one on the, on the day that they had designated put in the information. That's how I got hooked up with the one in my area is one dude put in the, the information, including his email address. And he responded to me and told me where it was going to be. And it was small, but the next time there was an event for anti-war, it was a much bigger event. So I think there's, I don't know. Welcome back, Phil. I'm glad you made it. Hey, um, hey, Amanda. Hey, everyone. Um, Amanda, I wanted to check with you. I don't know if you're okay with this, but I wanted to maybe do a little bit of a reflection session on the project. Is that okay? Yes, of course. Or Please. Okay. Um, you were you were given the example of you back in um, back helping kids, and you said um, you you wanted to be very inclusive, so you would give them I don't know ten subjects, and that probably felt overwhelming. Um, did you feel that 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 is exactly what happened with the project that you were that we were trying to be very inclusive of everyone's ideas, and that meant we didn't have just one idea, one vision, one goal. Partly because the brainstorming kind of bled into the project because we didn't clearly define it. So we were trying to be idea inclusive, but we were, there was definite person exclusion, which I did not like, but it wasn't my choice, you know, that there's a larger group decision making thing that happens. Right. So, um, do you think that, um, there, yeah, what was the overall goal of the project or was that actually missing? But did anyone actually communicate and missing. agree that to fix that democracy, was that was the goal to amorphous, I think. Yeah. I'm thinking, so, um, there's this thing where, um, it's just to, to get together with some people and try to do something that all of them share, you know, that's passionate that goes on. Okay. That makes sense. I, I want to also like maybe link it back to, um, so the discussions that we were having, um, Bob was having in the chat as well, because we're probably limited on. So if the goal is fixed democracy, it depends on the skills that we have of the people who are trying to fix democracy, if that makes sense. So if we're trying to get to the moon and, you know, five people, are, you know, don't have the engineering skill sets and don't have the sort of background, um, that goal might not be achieved. So in my head, I'm thinking perhaps the goal itself should have been um, linked to the skills that we had within the group of people we're working with. 
Does that kind of make, did I communicate that quite well? So does, like, does that make sense? Are you saying, let me restate and let's see if I understand. So are yeah. you saying we should do an inventory of skills and resources that we have accessible to us and then sit down and figure out what it is that we can do? Possibly, yes. Because in my head, I'm thinking a lot of people that I've seen, I mean, I, I work in tech, so I'm, and I'm not tech yet, so I, I, I'm, a, um, I'm an analyst. So, um, but I, I, I know what my skill set is. I know what my limitations are. I know I could bring it. I could, you know, I'm good at facilitating sessions, workshops, brainstorming, all that kind of stuff. That's, that's my strength. Um, if you put me to, you know, write code, I won't be able to do anything with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, but however, there might be other people in, in the room that might be able to say, actually, I might, I have the skill set to, I don't know, build a website or build an app. Um, yeah, so I do feel like we definitely need an inventory and that should link into the goal that we're working towards. Um, and that might make it feel a little bit less overwhelming. I'm, I'm still stuck on that example that you, of you, of the kids that you had in the classroom that were overwhelmed with 10 different options to choose from. But perhaps maybe if we narrowed it down to three, it streamlines the goal and makes people more focused. And then there's a sense of achievement. If after, let's say, within a month, we've, we've achieved something that ties into the bigger goal of fixing democracy, it just gives us that, oh, yeah, let's move on. We've, we've achieved one, 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 one of the sub-goals. Let's move on to the second sub-goal. And I probably just waffled on and probably bored everybody. But no, that's no. how my brain is. Working. I think that's I think that's an important approach. And there were there was a couple of attempts to kind of change the approach we were taking with the project. Right. And I can be rather stubborn because I really still am stuck on that we need to be we need to figure out what it is. But I think that you're right, Tosin, that that approach, the inventorying the skills, which we sort of did, but not thoroughly. Okay. So if we wanted to, I'm, I'm, I want to start with like blank, blank slate now. If we wanted to start all over again with, you know, crowd, crowdsourcing the revolution, um, I feel like that's probably where... I don't know if, if we want to do properly, we probably need to have a session on that, get everyone together and everybody agree a vision and make sure everyone's on the same page. We all agree this vision. Nobody should come back on, you know, later on and say they're unhappy. We all agree this vision and then we can then go off and do things that contribute to that entire vision at the top. I and I... I, 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 and by the way, in terms of skills, this is me putting myself forward. I don't mind facilitating that kind of session as well. If, if anyone needs, I'm putting myself forward in that, in that sense, if that's helpful. It, it is. Thank you. I, so part of what happened, like once you get all of the people together that are going to be part of the project, that's great. I'm like down for that. That's a path forward. I fully agree. There was an initial concern loudly expressed by a few people that we needed to be cognizant of who we allowed to be part of the project. And this was something that I really 
gave in on because I wanted to see the project keep moving. But it meant that some people who I thought wanted to be involved had to be excluded. So these other folks didn't drop off. And that, so deciding who's in part of the group, how do you decide who's part other than, in, I mean, is it invitation only? How do you look at that? In my person, this is my opinion and anyone can jump in and disagree. If we're, you know, what we always champion is democracy. So I feel like we should be as inclusive as possible, bring everyone in. However, in terms of, I guess, the key decision makers, that should be, I guess, yeah, I guess people should, they should be voted in, I guess. Is that, is that a radical idea? What does everybody else think? Pedro? We can't hear you, Pedro. Yeah. We still cannot hear you. But uh, Peter, you were going to, you were, I think you also came off me. Were you going to agree or disagree? Go on. Yes. So I am not a big fan of uh, talking big, but doing something small, but material. Uh, I'll give you an example. It's uh, a major event in the USA. Uh, you have a John Brown with a small group of people that he knows that's going to conspire to do a major attack on the federal facility. And you have a, during the Vietnam War period, in media Pennsylvania, you have a small group of uh, people uh, conspire to break into the FBI office to steal secret documents from that office. You actually don't need a whole bunch of big talkers in a big conference to call you. You want to do something real, direct action, don't complain that you don't have enough crowds. It's all about whether you have enough people, enough, uh, small enough, but dedicated enough to make things happen. And I'm not saying this in an abstract term. I might be putting um, uh, the, the, uh, Pedro on the spot because he's the only person I met in person in Washington, D.C. He is, uh, he is a swamp creature. I have to put a quote, of course, in between. Uh, he has said earlier, oh, it's hard to get close to this uh, congressman. But I would say if you're smart enough, you will try to find all those restaurant eateries around the Capitol Hill and find out who are ordering from what restaurant and try to get acquainted with those delivery people, Uber Eat, whatever those people are, and get their whereabouts. Again, not for any criminal activity, for peaceful protest. And, uh, and you don't need a whole bunch of people to do that. You just need a small group of people, a DC insiders, try to find out these politicians' favorite eateries, favorite gyms, and all that, coffee shops, so that you know their map, their activity, so you can organize direct actions. 
whether they are hiding behind the heavily guarded. Uh, you know, by the way, it's called the people's house. Somehow, or, or, and you can still get them when they come out of the that fortress, coming out of the tank, right? So now I'm not a big believer because I think uh, calling is a big talking place, not a you know you can you know you can you can brainstorming ideas, but when it comes to the shop, you know. You actually need the military commanders to fulfill the needs of the revolution. You don't need a philosopher. You need a military commander who knows the military, who knows for how to fight a battle. So same thing here is that you need someone who are knowledgeable about DC, very sociable in person, can talk to those, uh, you know, Uber E drivers, delivery guys, whatever. Just you have to know where the whereabouts of these politicians so that you can organize peaceful protests. Okay. Do you mind? I, I want to ask you a bunch of questions, but I want to link it back to what Amanda just was talking about. I want to link it back to what you just said about military commanders. Okay. I think what Amanda was saying before was we have a group, we have military commanders. And from that list, let's say we had 10 military commanders, though part of some of those 10 military commanders some of them were saying we cannot include these people into our group. So my stance is those 10 military commanders have to be voted in. Do you have any objection to that idea of having the military commanders being voted in to that position? Like I said, you are, I think you, uh, you're only, uh, you're doing wishful thinking that you have a 10 military commanders. You'll be exactly. lucky to have one first. Second, remember someone has said, we are most of us are living paychecks to paycheck. Not 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 me. I'm I'm pretty privileged in that regard. But so you actually need uh, funding fundraisers. You not only you need a military commander, you need someone to get the ammunition. You have to get the money to get the ammunition, all the logistics. So I actually don't think you know. This is why I said is that uh, earlier I told Amanda already. Not only you have to manage the crowd. You actually have to manage the priority. You don't have a lot of resources at hand. You actually have to. Okay. Uh, yeah, like I, I think I, I get your analogy, but I think I'm still stuck on, I think on the. I, 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 I like voting in. I like the voting okay. in. I kind of, I have not ever been in a non-hierarchical organization. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like the idea of the horizontal structure of, like, the non-hierarchical. Okay. So if you add that into your calculation, I don't even, I don't know what that looks like, though. Do you know what I'm I, saying? I, I think I don't either. I think that's what I'm struggling about. I think, I think for us on the left, we, this is going to sound really bad, but I hope we're in safe space so I could, I could speak my, my thoughts quite freely. Um, I feel like we, we can be quite idealistic and I, and our idealism probably stops us from actually having any sort of militant action in my view. So my stance is a flat structure probably doesn't work. You need, you need to, at times when key decisions need to be made and you, we definitely need people in that position to make those key decisions. 
what what we don't have in the real world is you know the ceos are not elected to those positions they're you know through nepotism or you know whatever they get into those positions and as as workers we cannot we cannot vote them out of the ceo positions and that's why your um professor wolf of the uh, professor wolves of the world will say let's have democracy in the workplace so people can you know elect their decision makers um just like we do in in every society well every dem democratic society anyway so in my view, I feel like if we want to have something like the project again, we cannot have a flat structure. We definitely need people in those key positions, a little bit like what um, Peter was saying. We need people who can make key decisions at key times, um, but they need to be accountable to the people that voted them in. I, that, that's my personal view, but I don't know if people disagree or not. So here's what I think about that. I think that especially if it's explained kind of like that, like we would do it this other way, but one who's done it that way before, because we don't want to learn two new things at the same time and to do the thing we have to do that we already understand which is this hierarchy and voting people who are making decisions. Does that make sense? I agree. And I think they don't have to be in those positions for long as well. The, the, you know, the, the length of time that they are in those positions is up to the people to decide as well. But I think I'm going back to the original problem you were listing that, you know, some people were like, oh no, we cannot have these people in the group. It's like, no, 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 we, we're trying to build something bigger than just us. So we need to be as inclusive as possible. Whatever feelings we have about folks, we need to bring everybody on board. Um, however, key decisions will be made by just the select few people that everybody else has, I guess, elected to those key positions. And Martin and Peter, if you disagree, please jump in and, and say something. If you, um, and Crocodile as well, in case. Yeah, I what I said earlier is really I still want to just uh, follow what Amanda's uh, purpose for this episode is that learn something from the failures, and uh, and uh, I do not remember Amanda asked for more details about exactly what happened, and uh, and uh, what I said really just is my personal view of how uh, to make it. Uh, a more action driven other than just like a hanging out driven right okay. i think a lot of folks they enjoy hanging out i'm calling nothing wrong about it you know i hang out too but uh if you want what i was going to say to that point actually um what i was going to say to that point is well that, that's pretty much what i want to say thank you yeah, what I was going to say to that point is, I guess you could probably have both because I, I feel like maybe the draw for um, Colin is the hanging out aspect. So there could be a, let's say we have a call that is only about an hour long, for instance, but the first 30 minutes is action related. So people reporting back using Peter, using your example, where someone just tracked down the restaurant that let's say AOC or somebody else is going to, and they use that to protest um, anti-war related activities, the first 30 minutes of that call-in show could just be 
an update on how that went, you know, um, if they like to no, no, Thompson, let me start. Sorry? Yeah, get, Sorry? Because that's exactly why I can see you are not, you are inexperienced in running a revolution. Because I, I'm not saying I'm real. I read from the Chinese revolution experience. You will never publicize what you're doing on the social media platform. Because after? then your enemy, not, not after. In other words, you will never discuss, you know, where AOC is eating her dinner every night on, no, 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 so, on, on social media. Sorry to interrupt you. Sorry to break you up. Um, in, the, in the example I just gave, in the example I just gave, it's after. So would you never, after, your, um, after you've protested, you would never publicize that? Is that what you're saying? You'll jeopardize your sources. You just you, you revolution is an enterprise. Revolution is a crude endeavor. People get hand, get their heads chopped off. You need to prepare for that. Well, we're not going to. Okay, I mean, it depends on what everyone else is visualizing. But I'm personally, I don't visualize anyone getting their head chopped off for protesting for Medicare for all or protesting anti-war. That's just me personally. I mean, I won't be volunteering for that. Um, no, I'm saying revolution. Revolution. You can be hanged by saying things bad about the king. And you don't want to publicize that. Who said it? Okay. Yeah, maybe, maybe that example was not the best example. So maybe let's let's not use the restaurant example then if, it's, if that's too controversial. But the point I was trying to make is the draw for Colin shows the fact that people want to hang out. Okay. So um, you could divide a call-in show into half. So people still get to hang out afterwards, but they can say the, the first 30 minutes of the call could be exactly what they've done that ties back to that original goal of, let's say, fixing democracy, for instance. So if they've done more mutual aid stuff that week, if they've gone to the food bank to work, if they've set up a union in their workplace, if they've um, knocked on their neighbor's door and set up a tenant's union, that kind of stuff that could be they could report on that for the first 30 minutes and that might inspire future people in the in the call-in space to do similar activities in their own local vicinities yes i agree how does that feel? yes i agree okay yeah i definitely like that that idea and i think there's um a benefit that's not about growing an audience or making money, which is, which is kind of the benefit that I get from like, it used to be you, when you had a paper newspaper, you didn't get an algorithm to give you the newspaper articles or the magazine articles. So you'd occasionally, I'd occasionally read an article that maybe I wouldn't have seen online somewhere, you know? That there's that there's a certain amount of incidental interaction with certain kinds of issues or certain things that are happening that doesn't happen because of the algorithm. It doesn't happen anymore because of the algorithm. Or like, for example, I used to listen, my local NPR station used to play a lot of the shows that are now podcasts. And... It would also do some sh play some shows that that if it was a podcast, I sure wouldn't listen. But because I had the radio on, I listened and I learned something new that I wouldn't have necessarily sought out. I think the algorithms are online are depriving us of those kinds of 
kind of accidental learning experiences that that we used to have when things were in print. I think I, I kind of relate to that as well. Um, I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna drop off now. But um, what I will say is because I. It's all about actions to to link back to what Peter's been talking about. It's actions, actions, actions. Um, so I'm prepared if if it's needed, I could help run um, two workshops actually. So I can have a workshop where we we reflect on how the project went, and it would just be the key people that were involved in that project, and they could give their feedback of what the successes were, what the draw, um, what the maybe more constructive feedback were, and things that they would do differently in the future. So that could be one session. And then the second session could be where people come together and decide and agree on what the goal or sort of what the vision should be for this crowdsourcing revolution. And then underneath that, we can have several goals and time skills tied next to them to say, this is what we want to achieve by this date. Um, and then, and then see how that builds. So, um, but that's me offering my skills and people, people can take me up on that if they want. First workshop will be, um, reviewing the projects, the successes and things that we would do differently. And the second workshop could be, what are the vision? What's the vision of what we're trying to achieve with the crowdsourcing revolution. And then from there, we can pull on doing an inventory of people's skill sets, find all those kind of level of detail out. And then that should influence our goals and make them, I guess, more realistic than nebulous, if you will. Okay. Thank that, you for that, that input. Seriously. Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to share wherever I can, <laughs> wherever I can help, but I'll drop off now and let others um, sort of speak. I, met, but yeah, I, for I, me I sent you a message with my number. If you want to give me a call, we can arrange sometime. Sounds good. I'll drop you a message. Thank you. Speak soon. All right. Well, we have been doing this, and I and I I'm, I'm I lament that that the people that dropped out of the project early are not here, and other people that got frustrated with the project are not here, and it doesn't surprise me in the least, because one of the things that I neglected to do that I should have known better because I multiple times in my life have had this issue, including the 350.org event in 2009. If you don't do a, a debriefing afterwards, if you don't do follow up when things change that, and give people a chance to talk through what it was that their experience was, so that you you really are only guessing because we can't read people's minds. So you have to find out from the people themselves what it was that made them go. And it's not, it's been a while. And so some of us have modified what we think happened and it's very complicated. I hope all of our experiences will inform us as we move forward and hopefully do something even if it is just on call-in, because I do find this to be a useful outlet for both my rage at the shit happening and for learning how to interact with other people. 
I think there's a great opportunity to do something that would create something that's greater than just the sum of its parts by working together. But I think that we're still, I think it's still completely unclear. It's, it's, you know, we did try to work on getting at like together. What is, what are, how are we going to make decisions? How are we going to resolve problems, interpersonal problems? We were working on those kinds of things when the central core of why are we even coming up with ways to mediate issue, interpersonal issues if we can't even decide what we're going to actually do or if there's not going to be anybody to do the actual work. I mean, one of my concerns with having a website that was publishing a bunch of people's ideas and having rebuttals the way that Martin explained it was I worried about, well, are we going to need fact checkers? Are we going to have anybody do proofreading or we're just going to put it up however it gets sent to us? Somebody's going to have to do the formatting. Is it going to be the person who writes it? Is there going to be a mechanism for that to happen? Because we want to present something that looks something like unified with different voices, but there still needs to be proofreading. And then I worried about, well, who does the proofreading? Because there is a lot of work involved in any kind of group project. That's how you end up with something that's greater than just the sum of its parts, is there's a lot of work that has to go into it. Anyway. Peter, would you like to say anything else, or Martin, before I close the close this room and let, let you guys go on to something more social and interesting for Saturday? Well, perfect timing. I should have to get going. And, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, oh, I add you, Amanda, to be the co-host for that uh, ethnopolit uh, geopolitics is ethnopolitics. So feel free to DM me. No, this is great, and I, would, I wish I could learn more about exactly what happened and so we can all learn from your experience. Thank, Thank you, Martin, for sharing your experience. I appreciate you coming up here first and not and not, not leaving me out here hanging in the wind. No worries. Uh, I'm glad I could help out. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thank you, Pedro, for showing. Andrew, you're just in time for me to close the room. Sorry, it's not you personally. <laughs> I just saw you arrive. Um, Pedro, thank you for contributing your thoughts about it. And um, and I think Tosin has the right idea. I'll be in touch with Tosin, and we'll do a session that's more structured, a workshop more structured, like he was saying. To um, And I will specifically invite the folks that were directly in, um, included in the in the pro working on the project and see if we can get those folks to come because um, I think that it is a useful conversation and I'm I'm kind of bummed that that Andrew just got here <laughs> since Andrew was was pretty instrumental in the whole thing but but like I said I think that it it will be very helpful to have somebody that's not me because I was very involved in it and and um kind of running the running the conversation because you know unconscious bias and all that but anyway 
folks are, uh, folks are, it was great to hang out to us and thank you. And, um, and, and I appreciate everybody for being here. Don't lose faith. Don't lose hope. Be frustrated and let it drive you to do something like, I don't know, meet your neighbor. Maybe that neighbor will cheer you up. I don't know of any upcoming interesting things going on activism as this, as the, as, as our summer, as our springtime turns to winter before it goes to summer, it's icky cold today. I don't understand it, but I think there will be more and more going on, but I mean, out in the world to do some direct actions. In the meantime, see if you can find one. Tell us about it. Thanks for joining us on Crowdsourcing Revolution. I'm Amanda Rice, still. <laughs>